Hello. I just wanted to, on this episode, talk about um, it was um, a topic that was brought up by one of my friends. Um, she was talking to this lady friend of hers the other day and it was a comment that one of the that lady has made that sort of made my friend kind of upset I suppose um so this friend is married and my friend is single at the moment so she said the married friend said to my friend who's single (laughs) um (laughs) it's um we we need to watch out for your type um as married women they were talking about something anyway and so the married friend made that comment to my friend she wasn't really happy she kept on saying what what sort of <laughs> why is she saying those things and all that kind of stuff and i wanted to kind of talk about that um how insecurity um kind of breeds this um i suppose um unsettle or fear in or, or projection um you project that fear onto others so actually the 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 podcast is for women that are married or in a serious committed relationship or all that kind of um, stuff and my take on it um, I suppose my take on it is if you're secure within yourself um, so let me use this as an example I'll use myself as I always do as an example and um i don't personally believe that um anybody first of all because um of my um spiritual knowledge or just knowledge in general i don't personally believe um anybody can steal anything from you I'm not saying like, not like a phone or purse or things like that, but things like um, your husband or, uh, you know, um, or you could be threatened or you need to worry or I I really believe that um, God provides, the universe provides, so there's no there's no need to kind of uh live in fear of anything and if you feel like you have to keep um your husband or wife or whatever um if you have to look or kind of you have to sort of um, observe them to keep them in line so to speak then you're creating a challenge for yourself the only people that are kept 
are the ones that want to be kept. So remember that also as a very, um, it's all about what you bring to the table. And, and I don't mean any kind of materialistic sense, but I bring respect and, um, uh, you know, um, just loving, um, wisdom, knowledge, um, just so much to the table that, you know, that I don't feel like, um, I need to really pay attention or keep anybody in line. If they want to go and search elsewhere, I will keep the door open for them. You know, I I don't have that kind of uh, mentality. I really don't. Uh, You want to go, I'm going to keep the door open for you. Um, As I always say, not everyone is our tribe. So you need to find your person. You need to find your tribe. Um, Also, don't be in a kind of a scarcity mindset. Oh, I need to keep my husband. Oh, somebody's going to steal him from me. I don't want this, you know. um, I have to do all these things just to prevent him from cheating or looking at other women. That's all kind of uh, scarcity mindset. If you have to keep your eyes open at night just to keep um, them in line then you have a problem Uh, so um, also you have to be and I always say this you have to be uh, I don't know if I have more confident than any other person on the planet I suppose I do Um, but I really feel I don't I I don't think about what another person brings to the table I don't know and I don't care I just focus on me I am beautiful and fabulous as I am and gorgeous and loving and just a bundle of joy so um So if anybody wants to go, God, let them, let them go. You have to have that kind of, what was the word, nonchalant, Um, the easy, easy going approach to life. Whoever comes in, comes in, whoever stays, stays, whoever goes, you keep the door open for them you know help them pack and get on the taxi or whatever you have to do have that kind of that kind of security that I am enough me just Rhoda I am enough um it is my my whole philosophy on this podcast on everyday life is about abundance Everywhere I go, there's abundance. Why am I worried about some guy? Why would I be worried? Why would I be worried about um, money or food or anything like that? Just anything, anything, clothes, you name it. There are thousands of mountains around the world. 
full of diamonds and gold and silver and whatever. There are heavens and... <laughs> Do you see what I mean? You've got to have uh, an abundant mindset. If somebody wants to go, please let them be dignified in walking away with your high heels, with your head high, knowing the next person is just around the bend. If they come, they come. If they go, they go. If they stay, they stay. Have this. I get, I, I don't, it's almost like attracting what is for me. What was that old song? I think they used to say, K sera, sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not us, or something like that, to see. <laughs> um, but it was really about what was for you will never pass to you. And nobody can have it. It's got your name on it. You think, Allah that created me, do not put everything that I eat and wear and dream of and picture in my mind. You think you didn't put that on my name? Um, and that includes the amount of husbands we divorce or stay with or have children with or walk away from or it's, it's it just have an abundant mindset. Have a very uh, sophistication about you. Don't beg no one. Don't look, run after no one. Sit there and it will come for you. Just do your thing. One, Allah um, is working on your goal. And those of you who believe in the universe can, while it's cooking up in the universal fridge, cooker, <laughs> not fridge, cooker, <laughs> um, you know, uh, then work on yourself, lose the weight, look fabulous, go and do your hair and, you know, watch some useful videos like how to sit properly and walk like a lady or whatever it is you're into, you know, um, kind of, what's the word, tune up or tune in or refine your skills, as they say. Maybe you need a little help with the cooking go and do a course or I don't know, watch a video redecorate your house or go and join a gym or whatever it is you can do while the goal is being manifested into your existence don't beg not for a man, not for food not for anything the God that created you will provide for you if he provided for you for that oxygen that you breathe every day, every minute of every day, do you not think he also provided that um, fabulous job or a flat or a dress or whatever it is you're praying about? Stop having scarcity mindset. And this is, I'm speaking to women that are married 
or in a serious committed relationship, even the men that you're with, once they see that you're in a desperation mode and you're walking around them or checking their phones or whatever, they will also lose some respect for you. Don't check anybody. You just do your thing. Go and do whatever else that you need to do to kind of elevate yourself or not. Um, Like Louise Hay always says, um, when we look at the world as a whole, you've got to look at uh, abundant mindset in the in the shape or in the view of an ocean. So if you picture yourself standing in front of an ocean or a beach, like it's a very large beach, and you've got a lorry or a bucket or a whatever, but let's just, Louise here calls it an ocean. So we will call it an ocean as well. No, you can take a bucket or 10 lorries or... I don't know what's even bigger than a lorry. Whatever it is, you know, shipping containers. You can take a pipe. You can take a suitcase. Or you can take however you want. And everybody's also there. They're also taking their part of provision of um, money or whatever, you know, they're praying about. And nobody is taking other people whatever belongs to other people because in the view of uh, in the way the universe works the ocean of life is always there it never runs out first of all you would always go back with your bucket or lorry or shipping container or or a pipe or whatever it is and this uh, ocean of life that Louise Hay uses in a reference to having an abundant mindset could mean that the perfect job for you is out there. Keep praying, keep working, keep, you know, going to the job interviews. If you're looking for a flat, keep looking. I had to look for five flats before I got to this one. And the reason I couldn't find it was it was being built. Um... So you've got to have that kind of abundant mindset of, um, well, if this doesn't work out, there's plenty of fish in the sea, meaning men or money or jobs or diamonds or whatever it is you're praying about. Don't say, how can I get it? Just keep on doing your thing and the... And the object or the person or the flat or the uh, boyfriend or the job or whatever will also come in in the right timing because we um, we have a divine timing. Now when I was looking at, I'm just using myself as an example, but when I was looking at those flats, I was like, no, this is in the long, wrong location. This one is too small and that one is too big. And this one was in a ninth floor. I didn't, I wanted a ground floor. Um, 
And so every time I went to a flat um, and I viewed, I was complaining. I was like, seriously, no, it's not this one and it's not this one. And and I remember my cousin, she kept on saying to me, you know, you know, everything has a divine timing. And at the, at the time, I was so pissed off. I didn't want to hear about divine timing. I was like, well, you just be quiet. So... So she kept on saying, no, oh, you know, it will come along. Everything has divine timing. And he used to anger me. Why did she say these things? Just be quiet. <laughs> so the next day I would go for another viewing and so on. But at the same time, I was praying for what I wanted. And do you know what it was? It's very simple. It, want, it was supposed to be in the right location very close to the children's school. It was supposed to be um, in a you know safe and safer neighborhood, and it was supposed to be um, brand new. <laughs> and it was supposed to be. Um, I didn't want a flat, even the paint color. I wanted it to be all white. I wanted the paint to be white, the tiles to be white. I wanted. A clean, fresh canvas, and it was a, it was a, it almost had like a, a starting over, or a new chapter feeling for me, you know. So once I saw the one that I'm in now, man, it was perfect. It was everything that I prayed for. It was everything that I thought it would be. The perfect location, the perfect size, the perfect paint. <laughs> um, you know, I even had this. You know, the the number of bathrooms I wanted, the number of bedrooms I wanted. Um, so we've got to think in an abundance mindset. Don't limit yourself. I think we, as women, we are the. Uh, we are our own enemy. Um, we look a lot of us that are, um, well, a lot of people that are, or a lot of women that are not spiritually sound or even aware, um, tend to feel very kind of have this kind of like uh, scarcity mindset. So they will hold on to these men that are not what they want anyway, but they're just there to keep the bed warm or maybe they don't deserve, they don't, they feel like they don't deserve the type of love that they should have or, or I don't know, it's, it's definitely a, a deserving thing, but I deserve, I really look at my life and I personally believe that I deserve absolutely everything the world has to offer. And I mean the absolutely everything. Diamonds and all. And I just and this is the kind of mindset that we should have. You're divine, you're you deserve the world. Why would you limit yourself to something small or insignificant or not worth your time or whatever 
So you have an abundance mindset. And I, I approach this in all areas of my life. I had friends that came and went. I have others that nowadays I make friends like... God. Um, like better than ever before. It's not that I am looking for friends... Um, it's just that they come and find me. Do you see what I mean? Um, who was there that said um, that Polish? I think he was Polish. Or he could have been a German-American writer. Charles, I can never pronounce his surname. Podolsky? <laughs> it could be something like that. I am definitely butchering the poor man's name. But do forgive me. Um, he said in, he had a beautiful philosophy for someone who wasn't really aware aware of his spiritual, um, I suppose. Uh, I don't think he knew how, or maybe he did. I don't know. But I I thought he wasn't aware um, of his like spiritual kind of awakeness but he was really awake because he used to use the backward law the backward law is and he said this in his um he says in his grave don't try the reason he came to that conclusion is um up until i think from the moment he left school, let's say, 18. I don't know how where people would leave it, school in America, especially in the in the 60s or 50s. Um, but I assume it's roughly about 18. So from 18 till he was, what, 55, 57, he wanted to be a writer. And he was a blue-collar worker you know just a working class i assume he worked in some sort of a mailing company or a post office worker but it's what it's known as a blue collar worker um he's a working class uh so he carried on until he was what 50 56 55 57 thereabouts when one of his friends loaned him a money and and he was able to get a company or publishing company publish his work and they would take a commission and there was a deal that was done i'm sure the publishing company will take a a, a chunk of the um the profit that if the obviously the books or um his writings became quite famous, very famous in fact, but at the start. But anyway, he had a publishing company that was willing to take the risk. And and uh, um, he became really well known. And But on his, um, on his grave, he said, um, I'm sure obviously something that he discussed with his own family, but um, he said, "Don't try." So the how the 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 backward law works is, you don't. Well, it's sort of like, okay, 
how it works is um, you visualize what you want. Well, you know what you want and then you visualize it. But only you don't visualize it so much so that you bring doubt and resistance. You visualize it, you know what you want and you leave it at that. And then at some point in the future, it comes into your existence. Whereas um, a lot of us, we tend to uh, over-visualize or over-focus or we tend to really get stressed out. Like, why is it coming through? Why isn't it coming through into my existence? You know, um, or it just, it, it, it creates a lot of stress. And also the stress that you feel and the impatience you feel create this um, resistance that is sitting in front of the, the manifestation you want. And, and so the manifestation cannot move forward and, and get to you because you created this resistance. So in, you take away the resistance by not thinking about it too much. And so then... Uh, the manifestation just comes in quite slowly and naturally and without you waiting for it. Is it going to come tomorrow? Is it going to come next month? Is it going to come two months or one year or whatever? All these kind of, it needs to happen now, like we've ordered pizza or something, creates resistance. So that's the backward law. Know what you want, visualize it occasionally, but not so much so that it creates resistance. And also, don't create doubt. Don't ever say, when you want something manifested, um, when if, if you want something coming into your existence, don't say how it's coming, or when it's coming, or where it's coming from. Please don't ask those questions. So it's, how is it coming? When is it coming or where is it coming from? That's not our business. That is not our business. The Lord would line up every Tom and Harry on the country to, to have your manifestation come for you, come true for you. He will do the linking up. You don't need to worry about that. <clears throat> And so our job is to only visualize it and know what you want in detail. Example, when I was getting this flat, I wanted even the paint color to be white. Um, I wanted certain bathrooms, two bathrooms. I wanted, do you see what I mean? I wanted number of bedrooms. I wanted to be this specific location, this specific road. I was very, very specific, like down to the detail. And I was startled when I did the viewing and every box in my head ticked what I wanted hear me so uh, that's our that's what we um that's what visualizing is so please don't say where is it coming from how is it coming or when is it coming it will never come 
and this is a an old um I'm quoting what's his name Earl Sharoff um I could be butchering his poor name surname but I think it's Earl Sharoff um he was a motivational speaker in the 1960s I believe he died in 1965 he was very well known man and he was the mentor of um what's his name Jim Rohn he was Jim Rohn's um mentor and if you want to listen to his um speech it's so beautiful i think i've listened to it 500 times already <laughs> and i will never get tired you know i especially on on a days where i don't really feel um you just need like an extra motivation i always listen to it and and el has always restored my my faith in in the law of attraction in the backward law in all the laws of the universe so like he says in his audio um never say how when or where is the manifestation how is it coming where is it coming from or when is it coming there's a divine timing and certain things have to take in place we don't know what takes in place but something takes in place so while it's cooking up in the universal oven so to speak then you do your thing so if you're looking for a so i'm giving you like a a practical advice here now if you're looking for let's say a flat you wrote down in your journal how many rooms you wanted how many bathrooms you wanted especially if you're family or if you're not if you're a single person you just write down what you want so i want this number of bedroom i want the sitting room to be next to my room or something like that or i want the kitchen and the balcony be open plan whatever the plan is you just write that down be as detailed as you can possibly be then um what you in in terms of the house like the flats we're using as an example um what you can do is and this uh <coughs> sorry uh and this solidifies the the manifestation what you can do is um start uh start shopping for little things like blankets or fake flowers or uh, i i always buy fake flowers i can't bother to maintain the real ones <laughs> so i you know if they nowadays they look as good as the new one the the real ones plus you don't really need to look after them so that's a plus um So yes, you buy knickknacks like uh dishes or blankets or especially nowadays like the winter's coming so maybe you can buy yourself uh pajamas or some rugs or um anything like that or candles or anything that you would buy uh 
um, for a new home. It could be some house plants or bed sheets or anything like that. You buy those things uh, and it solidifies the the manifestation. It tells the the universe and um, God that yes, I'm ready. <laughs> I don't know like how to explain it, but it just it solidifies the the manifestation when you start buying the things you want. Um, and it's a it's a concept that I have um, heard from. I don't know if you know, but um, there was a lady in the nineteen twenties called Florence Scoville Shin and she wrote I think three books um, but the f- most famous is the what was it called the game of life and how to play it another one was um, I don't know what it was called I was called something I'll call, I'll say it but the, the game of life and how to play it god I must have listened to it hundreds of times now you can listen to all these Earl Sharoff um, Jim Rohn Florence Govial Shin any other motivational speakers any books like um, Robert Greene's um, book 48 Laws which is a f- it's a big favorite of mine I also love his other books as well. There's one called um, The Art of Seduction. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, (laughs) uh, It's all about these kind of beautiful ideas. But my first favorite is um, The 48 Laws of... uh, Are my favorite. But my second favorite is um, Seduction. The Art of Seduction, I think it's called. Um, and it's all about these sort of cunning ways to, you know, seduce anyone that you want. Not anyone that you want, but you could be like a, um, like a job, <clears throat> job interview, or you could be like a, maybe you want to get into an organization, or that sort of thing. You know, you flatter people. And it talks about the arts, the people, the 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 seduct, the seducer. I think they're called. <clears throat> the art, the arts they use. It's very clever. It's very um, e- ego stroking. Um, you know where you make these people larger than life because that's what they want to hear, but. It, in doing so, they they also um, get you to the places you want. Maybe it's a job. If it's a CEO, then he will probably make you the vice president of the company. Or you know, if it's a uh, if it's a man, then um, a lady is seducing, then he, she becomes not just the girlfriend but the wife to be. Do you see what I mean? So different seductions can be used for different people and the art is what's been taught here and it's so beautiful and it's also done in a very natural way 
you don't think, oh my god, how am I gonna do that or say that? It's very clever, it's very clever, and it's all on the use of language or on the, in the look or the glance or the flattering. And it's, I mean, you would love it. Just go and listen to it. Uh, it's not even that much, I think it's six hours. Um, audiobook on YouTube. That's why I love YouTube. I get to listen to these um, audiobooks for free <laughs> while I cook and clean and run around. So I'm multitasking. Um, it's always good, I have to say. I've always been a, a lover of reader. A lover of reader. Um, ever since I was a child. And I think now that we have an audio books, it's even better to listen while you cook or clean the house or do other things. Because um, even if you're not really listening, you will be. But if you're not really listening, the subconscious uh, takes the information and you just remember the book very well without you really even listening word by word. I don't know how it works, but it's magic. Um, I tell you once, um, I was on a, I was on a phone and I had a video on YouTube playing and it was talking about how you can, um, manifest someone and, uh, it was giving all the details. Now, because I was on a phone, I wasn't really listening. I, there would be a word here or there that my conscious mind would catch. But the subconscious catched everything. On the next day, um, when somebody asked me about the video, I, I, I could explain the whole video without me actually uh without me actually actively listening um i don't know if i'm explaining right but without me actively listening because i was on the phone and it was playing in the background the subconscious took all the information like seriously fine details and that's how i knew um even when we're sleeping on the the subconscious mind is awake that's how we remember our dreams the ones that are called vivid dreams we remember every detail we remember every uh just everything as though we were well we were in the scene but <clears throat> as though uh, we just remember it so well and so when you wake up, um, I don't know, notice I, I don't really forget any of my dreams before I used to, I would say about 15 years ago or thereabout, I wouldn't remember what I dreamed about. I don't know what's changed in my subconscious that he never used to dream. He never used to remember what I dreamt before and now it does but I assume it's got something to do with my awakening process um, because with the awakening process the 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 ears sharpen 
the sight also becomes very sharp as well as as well as the smell the sense of smell and a lot of other things um so maybe um even the wires that kind of cross <laughs> uh, or maybe the connection in the brain has also altered therefore altering the the details of what you remember and what you don't so you know we like if you that's what i mean like 12 to 15 years ago i would be so lucky if i could remember one scene from a for you know from a dream that i dreamt about whereas now everything is there when i wake up and it will be there throughout the day and forever you know i just don't forget so then i know there's a there's been a shift in my consciousness to allow this to happen because of my awakening process the ears have sharpened the the sight the smell the the third eye is open um all the chakras are open and so the the dream recording process is a lot more vivid is a lot more uh colorful and rich in every sense and this is why i don't forget anyway we don't want to move away from the topic but um so i just wanted to tell those women that are kind of insecure um don't be if anybody wants to go let them go have that kind of approach to life whether it's your friend your husband your partner whatever or your family or anybody have that kind of mindset listen do you know who i am and i deserve better you're divine you're um you deserve um everything that you want i believe it was heath ledger who sadly passed away a few years ago as i loved him um he was a very big actor an australian actor and i think he did what was the film he was famous for oh god um the the one that i remember him by was um broad broadback mountain i think he was called but he did many other teen films um i don't even know what the teen movies were in terms of names but um he did quite a few and uh he chose the weirdest like um uh, he was like artistic artistic and he chose roles that usually people wouldn't go for like the drug dealer or the you know the um a gay man or he chose like um challenging roles and uh <clears throat> Anyway, um he said he had many quotes that he said in his acting career but he said um don't ever let anyone um what was it don't ever let anyone tell you you don't deserve what you want now look at that sentence god it's so it's so profound and so deep but it sounds so simple when you first hear it 
um, and uh, have an abundance mindset in all that you do in all of your life and uh, clean become this kind of beautiful spiritual being that um, that is not um, altered by people's behavior or rejection or you know whatever else you know whether it's rejection or people's behavior or opinions and all of that you must be like a uh, like a rock Marcus Aurelius said um, he said and he was another impressive Roman Emperor um, he only he only died on the second century so that's not too long ago <laughs> um, but he was a very a stoic um, uh, practicer if that's even a word someone who practices stoicism and um, a stoic is someone who is they've, they've almost like saints you know they're called sages but it's not far from a saint <laughs> in my view in my view um in the sense that nothing kind of upsets them they might lose their money it doesn't it doesn't kind of alter their behavior you might offend them nothing shakes them they bec- they are like uh, they are um referred to as sages because of the beautiful qualities they have now of course all these beautiful qualities are not something they were born with but something they have to learn and become disciplined at just like someone becomes um, disciplined at um, martial arts or yoga or meditation or whatever else you know they, they become very skilled in controlling their mind so it doesn't run around and cause them uh, stress or anxiety or so they don't care about people's opinion, rejection, um, behavior, uh, and he he refers to uh, people being like a rock. He said, if somebody um, insults you, this is Marcus Aurelius. If somebody insults you, and you remain like a rock, what did the person who insulted you achieve? And the answer is nothing, since you did not react, of course. Now, if you react and run around and, you know, say something back to them, then the person knows they've they hit a very soft spot. And so they would be able to control you because every time they want you upset, they will say the same thing because now they know your soft spot. But if you remain completely unbothered by it then they don't know what to attack what what else to do do you see what i mean so so there's a method to what he's saying and there's also a very um it's very beneficial to to have that kind of calmness 
a, a very calm, peacefulness about it. It's, it's really beautiful. And I would advise you all to check them out. Um, his uh, teachings are known as his meditations um, or their meditations as he recorded them in his own diaries as he was an emperor and he did not discuss his problems with other people but simply solved them himself that's what made the man great i remember when i first heard about him i was like oh my god i so wish i was around <laughs> when he was <laughs> um but he was he sounds like someone who was very intelligent and very wise beyond his years actually he was only 40 something he wasn't really that old but um he was very wise and uh um 40 something years in 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 the world but we don't know how how old our soul is you could be 10,000 years old but you've only been here for 45 years. Do you see what I mean? You don't know. <laughs> now, that, now there's a thought. Um, anyway, that's all I want to say on the topic. But I'll speak to you soon. Okay, bye-bye.